Well, good morning, everybody. It is August 10th. I don't know why I date these things, because I don't get them out for like weeks later, if I even put them out. And that doesn't mean I don't love you guys. It really doesn't mean that at all. What it means is I've just been really busy and I'm discouraged. Now you might say, Mark, you have a perfect, wonderful life. What would you have to be discouraged about? And that is true. I have a good life. I mean, I own a business, which had to open because nobody would hire me. I'm a fucking asshole. So, leaves you one option, being self-employed. Um, and, you know, over the many, many years of my career since the, uh, I guess, 70s, early 70s, 71, 72, when I had to get a job to buy my car for senior year so I could drive, um, I've been working in floor covering, so over that many fucking years, I've managed to pay off my debts and our property where we live, which that was kind of a a safety net created by my mother and stepfather that bought that property and had paid for it long ago. And then my mom had put a, a mortgage on it as she got older and he had passed away to make ends meet so when me and my wife moved here over 20 years ago we slowly paid that off so that was nice so all these things lead to what appears to be a good life our house is restored and remodeled which we had to do nobody came along and said hey you want to Home makeover, motherfucker. Nope, we did that. And we did that through hard work on our business, so it made money, so therefore we could work harder to spend that money and add on to our house. So all in all, you know, it's a good life now. Took me over 40 years or more. Fuck. (laughs) I'm 68. So if all my world started work, you know, when I was 18, which is a little less than that, it was like 16, but if it was 18 when I actually figured my shit out in earnest, that was 50 years ago it took to get to this point. So to all the people that go, oh, you didn't do shit. All of a sudden, you're just, look at you, y'all fucking fat and happy well i'm not fat and i'm barely happy so fuck off so i am busy and i do have a good life that i and my wife built so they don't just happen they have to be uh created so what i wanted to talk about today was uh i think his name was thucydides He was an ancient Greek historian. And I think that was uh, fucking 500 years before Christ. So what would that be? 2,500 years ago? 
This was during the time with Sparta, not the movie, but the reality. And he said that the secret to happiness is freedom. And the secret to freedom is courage. Now let that kind of mull over in your head. So the secret to actually being happy is your freedom. So 2,500 years ago, they understood freedom. And the secret to keeping that freedom or the freedom itself was courage. Which is what our founding father said, be ever vigilant. So we can see that the construct of, of freedom was not created by America all of a sudden and the Founding Fathers. In fact, the Founding Fathers went back 700 years for them, you know, to create the, the Constitution we now try to operate under. And that was, you know, 700 years of English constitutions. Think of a seven. Let's just say three. Still a long fucking time. And that included up to the Magna Carta. So people have been trying to be free and and finding that, that happiness, you know, through freedom for 25, 2,600 years. And, and probably way before that, the CDs just spoke the words, you know, 2,500 years ago, or 500 years B.C., before Christ. So, it's not a new concept. It wasn't created by us. And then the, the, the founder said, the secret to freedom is courage. You must have the courage, you know, to be strong, to be free. A lot of people like word you know patriotism until they have to do patriotic shit and they like the word of freedom and liberty and independence until you have to do things to remain that's the key word to remain free because people just have a affinity i guess to hard work they're like ah you know so to be free you know you you have to you have to continue to keep it that way. And if you're free, what does that mean? Are there any safety nets in freedom? Well, no. Because the minute you create, as a government, a safety net, keep in mind, governments have no money, right? They're, they're broke. They're a, a piece of paper that creates them. Federal, city, like my city, they have a charter, which is charter we all think what is that a jar of charter can i go buy a jar of charter no it's it's a paper that says you fill it all out like a contract you write it all out you sign it the parties sign it and then boom you have a car boom you have a house boom you have a fucking city or a government so it's a charter it's a piece of paper and so it has no money so it taxes it's like well, we'll tax and we'll sell, you know, permits like in the days of Tombstone. You, you would get a license to be a prostitute. It was like 
$5 a year or something. It's a lot of money, but then prostitutes made good money, so they would do it. A lot of them probably didn't. If they lived outside the town, fuck off, my tent's out there. Come have sex with me over there. No taxes. It's just like you go out of town to buy your RV or whatever because there's no city sales tax. So that's how they get money. So to create a safety net, they must first do what? Other than come up with the logistics of a safety net, they have to tax everybody that may or may not ever use that safety net. But it's called a safety net. So it was paid for by you and your kids and your posterity and everybody else. So that way, if you happen to slip and fall off the fucking roof, let's say, there's a net there that catches you. It was already there. You didn't have to buy it yourself or set it all up. It's just there. And people like that. See, it's like, oh, so when I fuck up and, and spend my life savings out on an abandoned highway building a hubcap repair shop and I go broke because it's the stupidest fucking idea humans have ever thought of. You have a safety net. It's like, well, I really spent all my retirement on this hubcap repair shop. And now what do I do? You've fallen off the roof. Boom. Safety net catches you called Social Security. And you're like, oh, thank God. I wouldn't have had nothing. I've heard people say that. My, my mother or my grandmother or my father, my aunt, my uncle, they wouldn't have had nothing if it wouldn't have been for Social Security. Well, that looking at it that way, you're like, well, thank God there was Social Security. Nobody ever looks at that person and goes, well, why was your family so fucking stupid that they needed Social Security? Oh, well, you know, if they didn't punch you, you know throat punch you for talking that way about their precious aunt auntie um and you go well you know well i don't i don't know she made some really bad investment decisions oh what happened well they her and her husband spent their life savings on a hubcap repair shop and you're like what the fuck is a hubcap see because times change nobody needs it nobody ever needed it anyway Probably cost more to repair a hubcap than to go buy one at the junkyard, if you see what I mean. So it was a bad idea. It was a bad investment. And rather than think it through, they just went whole hog and invested in, you know, this this widget idea by some shark snake oil salesman, basically. And then they're, they're broke. And now me and my posterity have to pick up the tab, not just for them, but for every other dumb motherfucker along the way. That does the same thing. So you lose your freedom with safety nets, welfare, health care. Everything that nowadays they're saying is a right is not a right because I would be the one issuing that, that money to pay for that right. And I just choose not to. But see, big governments don't care what you choose. You don't have an opt-out program in this fucking experiment called America and the government, and the Fed, and the states, and the cities. Now, there's supposed to be all these checks and balances, and that's where the courage comes in. So you've got to have the courage to stand up and go, wait a minute, who the fuck are you to take my money 
to build this thing, to do that thing, to whatever. Give this person a safety net. They fall off the roof, fuck them. Sucks to be them. You can't say that about the average person. You know, what are they going to do if they fall off the roof? I don't know what they're going to do. They're probably going to suffer the effects of gravity. And I won't even know about it because I don't care. They're not my neighbor. Not my brother's keeper. I care about my neighbor. The guy that lives right next door because we're friends. And we know each other. And he does stuff for me and I do stuff for him. Easy peasy. So that's what that meant. Courage. Courage to be ever vigilant. So when I get back to the point of podcasting and it's like, well, gee, Mark, you don't really podcast all that much. It's like, yeah, why the fuck should I? Yeah, why should I? I mean, yeah, you know, if I had the audience like Joe Rogan, Fuck Alex Jones, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity. Then I might be able to say something that would move the needle. But even they do not move the needle. Now, why is that? Well, because you have 300 million Americans holding the needle where they like it. And it's a struggle between the super influencers and the politicians and the money that hold it kind of there. And that's where it vibrates a little bit from people like tug of war moves this way and then that way and then this way and then that way. But it keeps it there. Even influencers. Well, look at Donald Trump, President Trump. He tried to do a lot of good. Now, are there issues that I had with him before he was even elected? Yeah. Sure. There's issues I have with everybody. Shit, if we tried to elect Jesus Christ, there'd be issues. You know, somebody would come up with an issue. Well, I don't really like his stance on the poor. It's like there will always be poor among us. You know, basically let them starve. Who the fuck is this libertarian asshat? You know, in a country this rich, nobody should starve. So, Jesus would have opposition. But, you know, did he move the needle? He did a lot of good. He also did a lot of nothing. He also did warp speed, which got us a vaccination, even though, you know, the Biden administration wanted to take credit for it. Biden walked in. Two days later, they they said, we have a vaccine. Oh, never mind the year and a half that Trump was working on Operation Trump. Uh, Warp speed and and Fauci was lying to us about gain of function and all that. No, all of a sudden now they wouldn't have taken the shot if Trump had issued it. But now that it's Biden, they're all lining up to get this shot. And so are most of the people you might know. And they're all going to fucking die from it, just like they're all dying from it right now. So whatever, you know, it's not about that. So Trump did a lot of good. Did he move the needle? No, not really. You know, it just forced the opposition pulling the needle the other way to try harder and actually move it like that rope over even more. While you had, you know, Superman in there, you know, on your side pulling the needle the other way, um, they, they, they cloaked him in, you know, kryptonite. And now and then they pulled harder. And so now we're actually further off. Does Joe Rogan move the needle? No. Did Alex Jones? He tried like hell. 
and they've almost sued him out of oblivion. Now, he will still be around. You know, they can't make him stop talking unless they cut his tongue out, which is probably why they used to do that in a lot of countries. You know, you talk too much and they didn't like it. They just cut your fucking tongue out. There, shut up. See, nowadays how we try to cut people's tongues out is we, uh, you know, well, we take, deplatform them. We marginalize them. We shut them down. We censor them. Fake news. Bam, you're off the air. So, in all honesty, why I really will probably even record this podcast and not put it up. Because it doesn't change anything. And I'm busy making my fucking happy life. See, everybody says, you got a good life. Yeah, why is that? Because I built it. Because there's nobody else out there. I used to tell my kids, you know, you shouldn't eat with your, your fucking mouth open, you know. Because they were little. And I tried to teach them manners. And they go, blah, blah, whatever, Dad. And I said, well, that's all right. You know, and, uh, and then their mother would sit there and go, why, why don't you do this, something about it? Or, you know, their stepmothers most of the time. Because, you know, I'd gotten divorced when, you know, <laughs> the oldest was 10. So I didn't get a lot of manners in there. But, you know, the, the women in my life would say, well, you, you can't let them do that. And I go, the first date they go on, they will immediately learn to close their mouth when when they're talking and eating. You know, they're not going to talk with their mouth open and spittle and food flying out because then their girlfriend or their boyfriend might go, uh, "I'm not going to go out with you no more." And because they're high school age, they'll be like, "Ooh, gross, cooties, fuck." So there you have that. So. You know, a side note on, you know, trying to teach, you know, people things. So we try to make a good life for our kids, for our families and everything. And and honestly, why? Why try? You know, kids learn manners later. You can try all you want. They're not going to learn it until later. And nobody's going to learn the secret to happiness until they experience the loss of freedom. And then they'll go, oh, that's what the courage meant. The, the ever faithful, the ever vigilant, you know, challenging the system and going, hey, fuck you. But see, I tried that. I tried that on my little itty-bitty teeny weedy way by telling the city to go fucking pound sand and you know maybe a little more education and a little more uh, you know legal advice I might have won that one I, I still don't think it would have changed anything because I still talked to the people that could have changed it and, and, and what happened nothing not a fucking thing you know every they're, they're like well we really wanted to help you know it, it's kind of like yeah, I, I saw you were broke down on the side of the road and and I wanted to help. Well, why didn't you pull over and fucking see if I needed a ride or something? It was only 110 fucking degrees outside. It's like, well, I was in, in the fast lane and I couldn't get over. It's like, oh, you couldn't have merged into the slow lane and got off on the next exit and came around and fucking helped? Well, yeah, I could have, but I had somewhere to be. 
You know, if I could have, if I could have pulled over right behind you, I would have said, "Get in! I'll give you a ride to the gas station." But I, I couldn't do that. Well, why not? Well, because you would have said, "Well, what I really need is some jumper cables." Do you got jumper? Yeah. Then I'd had to unpack my fucking car to get to the flare tire where I keep the jumper cables because I'm not a prepper, and so uh, I don't even know if I have jumper cables. So it would have took twenty, thirty minutes to help you, and and I just. I figured by then AAA would be there. Why well, I don't have AAA. I thought I did, but I, I didn't pay the payment or whatever the fuck. I got new insurance, and I thought that had roadside hazard, but it, it doesn't. You know, you could have helped. And they're like, well, we, we, we really, really, really wanted to. Now, for you people that are not watching the video, I'm just making funny faces at my imaginary friend that's just grinning at me like a fucking baboon, saying how much he wanted to help me, but they didn't. See, and that's what happens. You know, you, you go to a fight with city government or state government or whoever, and everybody that you know personally that are involved in the mix, right there voting on the ordinances, could have taken a stand. They could have pulled over and helped me. But it would have just taken time. And, and it's not a time issue as far as like a day or two. Because I talked to them on the phone and, you know, they, they, they seemed really concerned and all that. And basically what they were saying is, Mark, I've really got to go. When you're done talking, I'm going to hang up. But I'm going to take nothing out of this conversation. So then I started doing my homework. And then when I talked to him, I said, look, here's the, here's the issue that I'm up against. Your ordinances, which is what they're, they're suing me for, basically, is an ordinance violation. I mean, they can talk about public health and safety. And they can talk about international building code. And they can talk about fire code and whatever they want to talk about. But it all hinges on the word or the words you used in your ordinance. And I need to prove to the judge that I didn't do those little words. But it's hard to because you didn't you didn't explain what housing meant or buildings with an S meant. See, because that's all plural. Housing is a function of city government, not a private individual. And buildings has to do with more than one which mine didn't have anything to do with. I go, so if you really want it to apply to people like me in the future, why don't you just say so? And if you don't want it to apply to someone like me building a private residence on private property, and, and because of what you've said, you know, you think it's bullshit, just have an emergency meeting and say, this is what we meant by that. Add another sentence to that ordinance and done and done. Nothing else had to change. It wouldn't have took a team of lawyers to, to rewrite, you know, all the codes that were put on the ordinance. The ordinance itself gives the authority to enforce the codes, but those codes can't be enforced if you're not breaking the verbiage. Oh, I'll look into it. That's what they'd say. That's, that's what I heard from everyone. I'll look into that. That's a good point. As if I just pulled it out of my ass. You know, like months of research and study 
in constitutional law to say that word doesn't mean that. But the judge doesn't know it. You need to spell it out for these fucks. Not for me, but for in the future. Yeah. You know, so my mom can, you know, maybe have a handyman fix her house or something instead of, you know, $5,000 for a roof repair because it's got to be licensed, bonded, and insured through our because of our fucked up ordinances. That's a good idea. We'll have an emergency meeting on this coming week. See? No courage. And therefore, no freedom. It's that simple. If the people you're dealing with in life have no courage, then you lose your freedom. They don't have the courage to tell that person that just explained to you why their, their dear old auntie didn't go bankrupt because of her bad financial decisions. They just, they don't have the courage. See, and, and, and why do people like auntie and even myself have bad investments? Because we're not smart. We're not investors. Mainly because we're not tax accountants. Because, see, the IRS and the tax code is being illegally enforced. But none of our politicians back in the day had the courage to go, no. Because, see, that was like, that would be like giving your kid a raise in their allowance and they're like, no, nah, dad, don't, don't do that. We're barely making ends meet. I don't need it. You know, just lunch money is all I really need. You know, if I need something, I'll, I'll ask you, you know. And, and, and you always do your best. Don't, don't even worry about it. See, nobody on this fucking planet would ever turn down a gift horse or look a gift horse in the mouth. So when they started fucking taxing us and even the Supreme Court that had courage back then said, well, incomes are not taxable. Monies derived from the income can be taxed. So say you get $1,000 income for working so there's no gain. You exchanged a week of your life for that $1,000, let's say. So there's, there's, no, there's no income. There's no gain. So therefore, they shouldn't tax you on it. You know, but that'd be like taxing you on, on, well, on your labor. That's not taxable. So the Supreme Court said you can't do that. But if you invest that $1,000 in something... And while it's over there doing nothing and you're still working and you're, you're removed from that, that investment, if that investment makes another $1,000 over a few years, when you take that investment out, you have to pay tax on that income derived from the money you made a week ago or a year ago. So... No politicians had the courage to go, no. Supreme Court had the courage to say that. And then they turned it back to the states and the states said, oh, no. And they never ratified that amendment that gave them the right to tax income. My God, really? But it doesn't matter, see. None of the judges or politicians have the courage to go, 
Why are you suing this fucking guy? Go away. See? So that's where we are. That's what the, the quote meant from 2,500 years ago. The secret to happiness, to be happy, is freedom. The freedom to, to live your life. And the secret to freedom is courage to live your life. We don't have that courage anymore. We don't want to really be free because then we can open a hubcap repair shop and go bankrupt. And everybody can laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you because you're stupid. You took no advice. You didn't talk to anybody. Maybe even a fucking tire repair man go, is there a need for a hubcap repair shop? Like if I'm repairing hubcaps like 10 a day, Will you will you be you know using my services and they go, no. You know, we just put the old hubcap back on. Well, who would need this hubcap? Well, I don't know. I guess someone's driving down the road and the hubcap went flying off their car. They might bring it into you, but odds are they're just going to bang it back on there. You know, nobody fucking cares. But see, nobody asks out of that, and therefore you go broke. And now you need a safety net. That takes courage. It really takes a lot of courage to to be free. Because you're the one that has to do all the work. Just like I said about my happy, fucking wonderful life that everybody points at and goes, look how well you're doing. It's like, no, I'm still working my ass off. And there's not a, a week or a month or year that doesn't go by that I think that could be pulled right out from under me. I, I could get fucked by somebody, get sued by someone, lose everything, and be back to square one like I was when I was 20 and 30. Boom. Like that. But that's life. You could be walking down the street and get hit by lightning. That's life. Can you have a safety net for lightning? Well, I guess we could put a Faraday cage over the United States or you could carry a Faraday's cage around you all the time you'd look like a fucking you know an apple in one of those bags you know like metal bag that's like you know you can still breathe through it and all that it's a Faraday cage it's you know like chicken wire but cooler looking and then it protects you from lightning and if you wanted to invent that you could and if people bought it, they could, and you might become rich or you might go fucking bankrupt because your odds of getting hit by lightning are zip. The odds of you falling off your roof are zip. But people want their safety net. And then the government, you know, trying to, I would say be benevolent, but really they're just trying to get reelected. They're like, we're going to create that safety net for you. And so we got Obamacare now. Let's just take that safety net because that's the newest piece of shit, you know. Well, and, and then, you know, it's all health now. So you get vaccines and all that. So Obama said, well, we can't have people dying in the streets. There, there were no people dying in the streets. Never happened unless it was from gunfights, from, you know, streets of Chicago. So... They don't care, but they'll sit there and go, here's a problem. Pretty much we created. And you all want 
a safety net. And they're like, yes, please. Now, it's not the majority of hardworking people that understand taxes is theft. It's the majority of the, the fucking dumbasses. And then they go, yes. And then Obama shows these big crowds of crying dumbasses going, yes, we need health care. It's a right. And then we all vote for it or we don't even vote for it. They just do it. And then we don't exercise our courage to go, hey, fuck you. I'm not paying for your dumbass aunt and uncle's hubcap repair shop. Healthcare. Whatever. Well, everybody's got all these degenerative diseases now. It's like, yeah, it's bad food choices. I mean, soccer, who the fuck was it? The Hippocratic Oath. You know, let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. Oh, so my aunt or my uncle or I have diabetes because I eat wrong? Yeah. And then they go, well, but the FDA said to eat lots of sugar. Oh, well, maybe you should do your own research. No, we have the FDA. That's our safety net. Oh, so once again, you're being lied to by the motherfuckers that want to pick your pocket. Okay. So as you see, in summary, there's no hope in fucking hell that this can be sustained. It will collapse. And I am not going to move the needle, even though I had websites and Facebook groups and wrote articles and giant things on health and nutrition from what I'd learned from reading books by biochemists that told me how your food reacts when you eat certain things and why it slows down fat burning and causes insulin, which causes diabetes. And people just like, well, Mark, you're not a doctor. So you know what? Buck off. I'm not an economist either. So don't listen to me about the economy. I'm not an ancient 2,500-year-old Greek historian. So don't listen to me about freedom and happiness and courage. I have nothing. To, I'm not an expert prepper. I don't have a degree in you know, food storage management. So don't listen to me about that. So therefore, don't worry about it. Just continue to blithely run off a fucking cliff like lemmings. Now, most of my listeners are preppers, so you're not as stupid as I'm saying here about people. But that's what I run into. And so that's what everybody that tries to move the needle runs into. Therefore, it doesn't matter if I have a 100 listeners or a hundred million listeners, the needle will not move at all. It might twitch, and that's it. And then a week later from that twitch, it will all be under control again because no one gives a flying fuck. So therefore, prepare. Get thyself ready. Get your house and your belongings and your possessions in order because it is coming and it is coming real fucking soon. And we all know it. So if you have an intuition, an inkling, a gut hunch, spider senses, whatever, your lizard brain is going, duck, do it. Because 
you're not going to be warned. The people that are really moving the needle, whichever way they want it to move, are in charge. And when it comes time to turn your lights out, switch you off, give you a vaccine that'll kill you in 3.2 years, they will, and nothing you can do about it but die. That's all they want, just like the aliens in Independence Day, the first one, where they're down in that underground bunker laboratory, and he goes, what do you want from us? Who was the guy? Pullman, I think, that was played the president. He's like, can we live in peace? What do you want from us? And he says, die, die. That's what they want. And when that time comes, you're not going to talk them out of it. You'll need the courage to go, fuck you, you die. But see, they show us these things in movies because it's a movie and they're aliens. Who the fuck cares if we we stick a virus in their mothership and then blow them out of the sky and kill all of them, hundreds of millions of aliens no one cares about? How do you do that? Do you upload a virus into the, the federal government, the deep state, whatever diabolical bullshit it is do you do you stick a virus in there and then shoot them all down no why because they're politicians they're protected it's our government you don't do that we're not that way in america that's not who we are we need another fucking useless peaceful protest it's not going to work until they want it to work and it'll work the way they want it to work and your opinion and my opinion mean jack shit to these fucking people just like an alien they don't care so that's what we're up against and i don't believe we have the courage to stand against it there were a few people on i don't even think january 6th were a bunch of people taking a stand it was just like they were there they, they were happy and then they said let's go inside and and not all of them people that stormed them gates were led by that one fbi agent that was on you know like a provocateur you know a lot of people just went oh good and then and then the police stood down and said yeah go on you know it's the, it's the fucking capital people go in and out every fucking day to look around so it wasn't that was not a protest because if it was a protest an armed insurrection the worst thing that ever happened since pearl harbor that million people would have went in there killed all the fucking police and law enforcement or whoever because it's an insurrection and it's armed. So you, what do you do if it's, it's a, a revolution? You, you kill all the bad guys. And then they could have burnt it down or, or got all the politicians and arrested them or put them in a gulag or whatever the fuck they want to do like they want to do to Trump and Alex Jones and everybody else. So it was just a peaceful fucking protest. It was like, hey, and it wasn't really even a protest because nobody said, go in there and hold these signs up and tell them to fuck off. So it's just a bunch of people got together to hear Trump speak and and, and maybe to calm down America because it's stolen the fucking election. That was it. That was all it was. It was no more than that. So you can't even do that. So we're not going to win it. We're not going to move the needle. Nothing is going to change. Nothing until they want to change it. They'll turn the radio down when they want to because they're driving. So get over it. Get prepared. Get ready. And then if nothing happens, good. You'll be fine. 
Why? Because you've got food storage and water and money and cash and gold and silver or diamonds or whatever the fuck you got. If nothing else, if you got a week or two supply of food and your house is paid for and you're out of debt, you're going to be a thousand percent better than the person that works paycheck to paycheck. And I feel sorry for those people because it's really going to fuck them over. But we're not in charge. We're not running this ship anymore. This ship has been on fucking crazy driver pilot for the last 150 years. So don't even don't even think, you know, in your squirrely little mind that as a prepper and a patriot, you're going to fix shit because you're not. It's you and I looking under the hood of an alien spacecraft going, I, I think if we fix that, it'll fly again. And it's like, what is that? It's like, I don't know. Well, how are you going to fix it? There's no wires or nothing. It, it like runs somehow. We don't even it's like, yeah, but if we fix it, then it'll fly again. It's like, we can't fix it. It's like, don't be such a naysayer. If you fix it, it'll fly again. Oh, okay. So if I think I can fix it, then therefore I must because that's reality. If I think I'm a girl and I identify as a girl, then I must be a female. So if I identify as an alien spacecraft mechanic, I could just fix it by virtue of my belief. That's the fucked up situation we're in. It's alien tech. We don't understand it. We don't know who's running the ship. We can't pinpoint the enemy. We can't point at the the problem to fix it or even recognize it so we can try to fix it. It's over. They're running the ship, not you and I. So you're not going to move the needle. All you can do is prepare for yourself. Number one, that's it. Look out for yourself. We're all in it together, but time to, you know, fucking duck for cover. That's that's up to each individual on the battlefield. Not anyone can go around and push your head down into the foxhole and say, stay down. And Okay, launch your mortars now. We're ready. And then he ducks. No, at that time, it's every man for himself. Now, that sounds pretty selfish, but it's not. It's like when you hear mortar fire and someone says, duck, you fucking duck. Everyone has to duck themselves. And that's where we're at. So duck for yourself and be ready. Because the explosion is going to go off. Debris is going to go everywhere. And you don't want to be the dumb fuck standing in the middle when it goes off going, what's going on? Because then you're dead. So it doesn't really matter if you're that dumb fuck or not. Nobody's going to laugh at you because you're fucking dead. So there you have it. That's why I'm discouraged. But that's why I'm optimistic because I'm getting ready and getting prepared with my end times industries, my ideas. I was thinking, taking stock. I got my, my freeze dryer, which will not work in a power outage. Um. But it will work until then. And they might not shut the power off for a while, even though the world's fucking ending. So, I mean, because rich people need electricity too. So, that should be good. But I can, I can at least, you know, make a lot of food and have it stocked up. And then I can barter that. I have my still almost ready, which requires propane, you know. But I, I could literally light a fire under that fucker like Popcorn Sutton. So, there's another industry that I got. And then I have a sawmill, which is my next 
thing. I, I, I own it. I just need to rebuild the engine a little bit to where it runs. It starts when I need it to. I got extra saw blades and all that. So that's like three industries. I have a small trailer that a friend of mine gave to me. I mean, small. Uh, and, a, and a portable Onan generator that my wife bought from some crackhead a long time ago that came to our store. You know, 250 bucks for a, a 3.5 kW, you know, Onan generator out of a, a smaller RV. Uh, so I'm going to put that on the generator, a gas powered uh, compressor, and my welder which is a 110 welder. It's not huge, but it'll weld stuff. So if somebody needs something welded, I can get it to them. Or they can come, or whatever the fuck. So there's another service. See, so there's there's services that I feel capable enough. I'm not an expert in any of them. But you know what? Nobody needs an expert. You know, if you're just slightly trained in CPR and you're fucking dying and bleeding out, you'll take a vet that has a half a year's training over nobody so there's some industries see there's four of them i mean can i do other things sure i have my cnc machine but that takes electricity to run or operate to where i could you know maybe fire it up with a big ass generator i got and 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 cut you know swords (laughs) out of plate steel i guess so there's 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 things see there's options and that's where you need to be don't don't be Spending your money on options that will never pan out. Like, you know, I don't know, like buying an electric car. Oh, now I'm ready for the end of the world. I got an electric car, which I can charge up. It's like, oh, really? Check with Tesla to make sure it'll start when the grid's down. You know, so buy things that are dirt simple. You know, fucking farm implements that you can pull by a fucking horse. You know, so if you're going to plant, if you're going to garden, you need to learn all that and do it old fucking school. How do you make lamp oil? How do you render fat? Can you make soap with that? Learn those things because when it gets bad, it gets really bad. And if you, if you're sitting there going, but Mark and Mark saying really, really bad, just look it up. Check Venezuela. And see what happened to them or any other country that's just totally collapsed in the recent future. So anyway, I think my phone's saying fucking shut up or I'm going to die. So I'll talk to you later. Love you guys, all of you. And uh, see you uh, later, alligator. Bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.